welcome one and all to the Some Thump Snobs podcast with your hosts, Sean Reinert, Matthew Smith, and Jacob Ramos. With our special guest, Nobody. And here's your host, The Snobs. Hi, welcome to the Some Film Snobs podcast. I am your host, or one of them, Sean Reinerts. I'm Matt Smith, the one of the other hosts. I'm Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, Jacob Macbeth. He is our great friend. Yeah. And real quick, real quick, because nobody else cares, and my life is a wreck. It's my birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Time to drink Perfect. my same old jet. Time to drink my same old jet. You can't speak. You're already drunk, Sean. It's just stop my, right here. My Samuel Adams Oktoberfest. So. Uh, so his drink limit is one. No. Half no, actually. No, just actually. Half. I just. I, I've been having a hard. I, like I've been having like a problem like stuttering. But like <laughs> anyway. Well, um, I was uh, unaware of that. No, like it's been bad lately. I don't know why. It's 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 just been the worst. But anyway, um, so yeah, we have a bunch yeah. of stuff to go over today. Um, it's all gonna be fun. Jacob and I are gonna talk about uh, a movie. Matt's gonna talk about a movie, and then we're just gonna go over some news. Um, oh boy, it has remakes in it. Nothing crazy. Nothing too out of the ordinary for us boring ass people. But all right. Yeah. Uh. So, well, actually, you briefly mentioned. Macbeth. I recent. I don't know how long ago was our last podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't have anchor up at the moment. Uh, uh, I can check YouTube. Like late late August, I think. Yeah. So. Aren't we terrible yeah. at this? Well, yeah, but we've always been terrible at this. You know. Since the beginning. Yeah. Since the dawn uh, of man. I mean, remember we were supposed to have that solo review out in May. Came out in June. Yikes! <laughs> and then, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, anyways, yeah, since then, uh, you briefly mentioned Macbeth. I've seen. I seen. Oh my god! I can't speak. I saw the 2015 adaptation of Macbeth. Uh, the Michael Fassbender with Michael Fassbender ah, and Marion Cotillard. The one done by uh, Kenneth Branagh. Right. He directed that? Is no. it by Kenneth Branagh? Yeah, it's, 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 I'm pretty sure it's Kenneth Branagh. The man who directed... Didn't he also direct uh, Frankenstein? Yeah. yeah. And he was a star. Oh, man. Or, wait, 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 wait. Because I was talking to someone about this. And no, it's like not Kenneth Branagh. swearing that it was, wasn't Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, I was going to say. Am, yeah, I, confu- am right. I confusing it with another version? Probably. Or, or maybe or, Hamlet. Or, or maybe, maybe Hamlet. I don't know. He did direct Hamlet. What's a Shakespeare? It was directed by Justin Kurtzel. He did. Dude. Wow, he has not done a lot. <laughs> oh, he did Assassin's Creed. I can't trust. Assassin's Creed. Oh no. Oh no. Wow, you go from oh, no. fantastic. You go like from a pretty adaptation. good movie. And then you go into complete garbage like that. It's funny how I liked Assassin's Actually, I both liked and hated Assassin's Creed at the same time. 
I like the past portions a little bit, but only a little bit. You know what would have been a really good idea? Just make, just take the Ezio trilogy of uh, stories and adapt that because people like that character. Or how about you just take the scripts and you realize this sucks and then you throw it in the garbage. Sean, you realize I'm trying to. Or think you, of the or you give it, you give it to the in, you give it to the intern to eat for his uh like lunch break. For his lunch, she eats it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I shred it on my m meatball stuff. <laughs> it, it's like oh. it's like his parmesan. He puts it in like a yeah, like a paper to parmesan <laughs> converter. No, no, he doesn't. No, he just gets no. a cheese grater. He's, he's just like, oh, I hate my life. <laughs> oh wow, I taste the bland. <laughs> Michael Fassbender in this. Actually, no. Michael Fassbender was good in that movie. All right, we should probably let Anyways, Jacob talk. Yeah. Yeah, Jacob, talk, talk. But uh, I don't know. I I feel like it 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 was like one hundred percent accurate adaptation of Macbeth. Like there was like little. Honestly, there wasn't even any changes. I feel like the only thing they added was they gave like this little backstory of uh, Lady Macbeth, I guess, having a, a miscarriage or something, or at least just a a bait. They had a prior child and it just died. Uh, that's something that they added. But other than that, the play is it's pretty much just the play Macbeth by Shakespeare. Okay, like one hundred percent accurate. And I know it got some flack for that, but I feel like we could use like more modern adaptations of shakespeare yeah yeah i would like with modern techniques and technology yeah because like i mean like, I there's some, they're like they're doing that king henry uh adaptation because i was yeah. like i was never like a huge shakespeare guy but like uh, though i remember i i liked the 68 romeo and juliet that's a great film hated i've seen it in a long time though hated the 98 one Oh yeah. Uh, Leo. Yeah. You know what my problem with that movie is? <laughs> That's Who played Julia? Uh, Claire Dan Claire Danes. Claire Danes. Who the fuck is yeah. that? Uh. <laughs> listen, the problem I have with that movie is the fact that it's old. It's Shakespearean English in modern day Los Angeles. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for the Elvis movie directed by Baz Luhrmann, where it's gonna have him do Shakespearean. Dialogue out of nowhere. Could you okay? Could you imagine if they like tried doing that same thing again, but it was like in Compton and they were talking Shakespearean? Everybody else oh, was talking god. normal. <laughs> oh god! I'll fuck you up. So you say? Oh, <laughs> Are you just? I'm gonna keep yeah, referencing bad like, uh, Well, I guess it, it it pretty much is like the '68 Romeo and Juliet. Like it has the old English and everything. Yeah, '68. Sixty-eight Romeo and Juliet was set in Shakespeare's time too. It wasn't just the language, but also the setting. Yeah. They did another remake of it where it's modern English in the old setting, which doesn't make any sense. It like, doesn't, but for some reason, wait, modern modern English in the old setting? Yeah, not even like probably fully modern English. They don't use any. I don't think it could be that bad because, like, you have like shows like. Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings, like we're they're obviously medieval period. I don't have a problem. But that's with like that. I, that's an entirely different entity, that. though. We're talking Shakespeare here. I mean, well, I guess yeah, the thing is, as long as it's like not like oh, we're gonna use all the modern hip sayings. What like, up, dog? Fail. That'd be. <laughs> like they wouldn't go that far, but like you know, it's more like those modern... Julietta thought. <laughs> 
What's up, cuz? Hey, Romeo, you woke? <laughs> yep, the, the more I use modern act, more uh, modern uh, slang, the sicker I get. So let's stop before I die. Just... Fucking old head? Anyway. Yeah, you bet. Regardless, I'm looking forward to that Netflix thing, The King, which is an adaptation of <laughs> King Henry by Shakespeare. And <laughs> yeah. It looks like it's going to be accurate as well to the play. Nice, and the, yeah. Because yeah. I just wish we got more of that, like, instead of, like, just forgetting. Because, like, this uh, film, like, on its own, it's it's just the play, but if you read a lot of the reviews, they're like, oh, uh, it's just plain old Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's right, yeah. no changes made, nothing like they, added. It's like, it's like a lot of sevens and sixes, pretty much, and it's all like... Ooh. Same it's old just, song well, I mean, and dance. It's just like, yeah, exactly, that's kind of what they say. But I like, but a lot of the more positive ones are like, Marion Cotillard and Michael Fassbender really hold up this uh, adaptation of Macbeth. There's not well, really much creative, uh, whatever. I'm really excited like, for the uh, West Side Story remake that's coming out. <clears throat> well, <laughs> directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> they like modernize the songs and add like 808s and shit. Add like some like hip hop in it, like but like some like shitty hip hop. So they like bring, Anyways, they, they, they bring like six nine out of prison. <laughs> don't, any, no, any, don't anyways, this. let me just finish my thought. Good film, check it out if you want. It's really well shot as well. So yeah, I have to yeah, watch it again. I enjoyed. In a long time, but uh, so uh, Jacob, now I if you want to talk about your West Side Story. <laughs> Well, I was I was gonna um, I was gonna transition. I know uh, Ansel Elgort's in that. Yep. Bicycle thieves, damn Elvis it! At some point. <laughs> Jacob, Jeez, what the we fuck? All want to talk about different stuff? Well, I thought Matt wanted to talk about West Side Story. Well, briefly, like I've I've never really seen much of the original, but I know it's a really good film. What you, what I've you, seen what are, it. What are you talking about? There's a remake. Does it exist? Yeah, yeah they're making a remake. I I, I know. I'm joking. <laughs> okay. I mean. We always talk about remakes, don't we? Well, because, like... Okay, but, like... Okay, real quick, I'm just gonna say, the pro my, my, my problem with that movie is more of a personal one. Like, yeah, they can make a modern one. But I actually don't... I, I don't mind the idea. Because there are some elements of the original that I feel like do need to be updated for, for now, because if, if people were to watch the old one now, it, it, you'd be screwed. <laughs> I don't even think it's gonna be a... I haven't. I don't know much about this new one. All I know is Spielberg, Ansel Elgort. That's it. So, um, yeah. Because well, like really, I, the film. Most of like I want. Yeah. Most of the original cast, from what I remember reading, was like a bunch of Greeks, like just a bunch of Greeks. A bunch like, of Greeks. A bunch of Greeks. What? A bunch of Greeks huh? playing Puerto Ricans. Natalie Wood was. Are you talking about in the original? In the original, the original. yeah. That 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 I, that's something I read. I was like, "Wait, what the fuck?" <laughs> now that's <laughs> even well, for I mean, even like... for the fifties, that's like, uh. <laughs> I know, was just gonna say it's the time. Yeah, I'm just gonna mention one more thing about the original. I'm honestly, I I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> like, go on. A lot of Puerto Ricans they have heavy European ancestry anyway, so yeah. 
like southern european like italian portuguese spanish well like also i know like i, I know like literally like a good like 70 percent of my friend base is puerto ricans i don't know but like like they don't care that the original casting is the way it is they well, a, just a lot of they know the it's the part of the time yeah my mom loves west side story i just want to mention my random bit of trivia that won't make a difference in the long run. Sorry if that was worded poorly to anybody. It's okay. I tried. <laughs> you know they were going to cast Elvis in that movie? I forgot what part, but yeah, no. Yeah, we gotta get the sharks. We gotta get the sharks. <laughs> ah, yes. Elvis would like some lemonade. <laughs> Just some lemonade. Mm. That cool, refreshing drink. God. Love Delirious. Either way, I could care less about another remake. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I mean, if they do, if they do, if they do something different with it, then yeah, maybe. But like, eh, I don't really care anymore. Well, See, I, 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 I do... like, I wouldn't have been opposed to the idea if this was like ten years ago. But now, since everything's a remake, I'm opposed to everything remakes. I'm thinking, uh, Taming of the Shrew, but like a proper, why not proper adaptation of that? Huh. Do it with like a, or a modern adaptation that isn't ten things I hate about you. Cause why not? Anyway, what's our next? Uh, wait, no, well, let's not move on just yet, unless we want to. Well, um, Jacob, you did you wanted to talk about uh bicycle thieves, right? Uh, yes, I did. Do, do you want to go into that now? Uh. Matt, do you would you when do you want I mean, us to talk? About <laughs> I mean, I do have a. Uh, I got movies to talk about too. Yeah, let's awkward. see. Uh, <laughs> I've got movies I need to talk about. Society. Anyway, welcome to Matt Smith ASMR. <laughs> Pop filter always has to go up when I do ASMR. Okay, today we're going to talk about the movie It Chapter Two. I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. That is fine. Because I don't care. I can proudly say that in the last, like, six months, every film I've seen has been, like, very small budgets. (laughs) I've barely watched anything new. I don't know why. Like, maybe it's because I've been so busy with college or something, but, like... Probably. I've been watching a lot of older stuff, like, stuff I haven't even, like, caught up to. So, like, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm in the same boat, kind of, but no, with that chapter, I think it's a good film, and I I don't have much to say outside of that because it's been so long since I've seen it. Any kind of review I would have given it, uh, whoops, it's gone. <laughs> um, mm. actually, I'll say I did like Bill Hader as uh, the older Richie. I thought that was. I heard he was good in it. Uh, yeah. yeah, James McAvoy's pretty good too. Actually, I thought the whole adult cast were really good together. You know. Yeah. Uh what else? Um Ooh. Um I recently rewatched Ratatouille. After God knows how so, many years. Uh, I, I guess um it's chapter two is just kinda like whatever. No, no here's the thing. It's a good film, man. Whole and I have to s I'd like I wanna see it again, but it's it's been again, if we had done this review like a couple, this whole podcast, like two weeks ago, I would have been able to give you a good, decent review of it. Well, uh, all right, I uh, I'll, I'll give you, it, I'll give you this question then. How does it compare 
to the first part in terms of like quality because like I didn't particularly care for the first one at first, but then it, it kind of grew on me. It, it's still not like a great film. I still I think it's just kind of like good but not great. But like, you know, um, I would say it's about the same quality. Like it's the same, and it, it just reminded me of something. I always think about how we say things, but you ever listen, think about how people just say the review, like their opinion, like it's a matter of fact? What are you talking about? My review is a fact. Uh, no, well, I'm saying, like, <laughs> I'm even including my kind of style reviewing, mm. like, I always notice that it seems like a lot of people will say their opinion of, it's a bad movie. Like, for a fact, it's a bad movie. Without I mean, The Room is a bad orders. movie, but it's so entertaining. Like, not stuff like that. I mean, like, I don't know, like Hobbs and Shaw, let's use that as an example. I forgot that even existed until, like, it came out. I, I was looking at, like, Showtimes, and I was like, you know, what? That's a thing? I'm why. I forgot that existed until I just saw my recommended one day, this, like, parody trailer <laughs> for Game of Thrones. It was, like, Hobbs and Shaw, but it was Jamie and Braun. Oh, my God. Fucking... I did enjoy myself when I saw it. You did one of the movies way more than us, Matt. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, Matt has so, a lot yeah, more I saw, time. I saw That's Hobbs the thing. I saw Hobbs and Shaw as well. And really, to put it this way, I did enjoy myself. It was a good time, and that's really it. And I think that's why people go to the Fast and the Furious movies. Just because it's like a shit and, shit and giggles it's kind fun. of movie? It's just having a good time. It's a popcorn movie. You, you pop some popcorn, you sit down, you watch the action. That's it. It does kind of remind me of another franchise, but I'll get into that later. Uh, some other time. But, like, the last thing I want to mention, I also rewatched uh, Pleasantville. Oh, okay. It, 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 you it, said it, Pleasantville? Pleasantville, yeah. It's, um, okay. and Spider Man, the third, the second Spider Man, too. Wait, Spider Man 2 or Spider Man 2 or Spider Man FF or Spider Man 2.3, the extended sex cut? Uh, Spider Man 2, the theatrical cut. Or the Spider Man 1.5 oh right. or boobs? Let me clarify Spider Man 2, Spider Man 2 2, or Spider Man 2 3? Or Spider Man 1.2, more boobs edition. Okay, Spider Man 2. Okay. Tobey Maguire. Alfred Molina. Um, and I mentioned that because Tobey Maguire oh boy, is also yeah. in the film Pleasantville. Spider-Man 2 holds up and it's the best Spider-Man movie. No questions asked. I like the Tom Holland films. The first Amazing Spider-Man's okay. The second one's hot garbage. Um, Spider-Man 3 is a guilty pleasure. 2 is the best. And 1 is for me close to that. Oh no. So, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Since you've rewatched Spider-Man 2 recently, oh, it was yeah. the big uh well I know we had to joke about it in our Spider-Verse review, but since you've recently seen Spider-Man 2, what did you do you still rank it above Spider-Verse? Yes. And I love Spider-Verse 2. I still rank it That's... above I I still think it's the best Spider-Man movie. Like even after like Far From Home was pretty good and a lot of people are saying that's like the best Spider-Man movie. Far From Home doesn't have any of the themes of... T well, it has maybe uh, one or two themes, well, but, like, it doesn't have the, the theme The thing of, is, like, Far well, From Home and even Spider-Verse and Homecoming, they don't have any of the same sort of, like, emotional... I never get to try to explain my own point of view. I feel like I, I just sit here in silence sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like... I'll get the invisible whip. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Matt. Up, Matt. <laughs> no, but... 
all I was trying to say was that none of the other films, they don't deal with what Spider-Man 2 deals with. Spider-Man 2, the basic theme for me is, the basic the, the whole thing is, it's about doing what's right, even if you have to let go of your dreams. I mean, it's obvious, and it's stated throughout the film, but still, that we never have any moments like that. We never have any big emotional moments like that. Like, you know, the dream scene with Uncle Ben in Homecoming, well, or even Far From Home. They're great films, but, you know, Spider-Man 2 is on a different level. Um, and uh, to go back to Tobe, a different Tobey Maguire film, Pleasantville. It's a strange look at comedy where Tobey Maguire and Reese Witherspoon are brother and sister. And they're trapped in this 50s TV show called Pleasantville. Truman Show? <clears throat> no, I'm, oh, I'm, it, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Sean, it, it's even scarier than Truman Show because there's oh. no plumbing. There's no toilets oh. at all. Where do they shit? The books are, the mean, books are blank, and there's nothing outside of Pleasantville. I, I need to know the economics of this world. Like, the, <laughs> the, the shit economics of this world. One last thing to mention, Paul Walker is in that movie. Did he not hit a tree? What? What? Paul Walker back from the dead? No, this was made. Yeah, Tupac 2.0. <laughs> but in all seriousness, yeah, I didn't know Paul Walker was in Pleasantville until I, I, he, he arrives on scene, and I said, "Why do I recognize him?" Pleasantville was like early two thousands, I think. Uh, ninety eight. Ninety eight. Damn, was it yeah. really that old shit? Yes, it is. But yeah, I saw, I saw his face. I thought, who is he? Looked up IMDb. Yeah, it's Paul Walker. I didn't realize it. He so... wasn't wrecked by a tree yet. <laughs> you're going to hell for that one. I can tell you right now, it's been a very long day. Yeah, you're right. Without you, my friend. And, um... Sean, uh, like I you're said, gonna earlier... have to do ten solid Hail Marys after this podcast. <laughs> uh, Ratatouille is an incredible film also, by the way. Oh yeah, that, that's my favorite Pixar film. We recently got in 4K. It's beautiful, you know. It, the food looks so real. I saw that movie at a drive-in theater. <laughs> I Actually. I saw that in AMC theater. I remember. I was with that my was family, and on the screen over there, we're playing Harry Potter. Some couple was banging in the car. Visible in front now, of everybody. I had a much nicer. I mean, a much more kid-friendly experience. When There's I was a kid, I always point. wanted to eat ratatouille, the dish, and then I like looked it up when I, I was actually, older, like, and I was like, "What? This is all vegetables." I Fuck actually, out of here. <laughs> I actually tried it. I shit you not. It's okay. Ah. Uh, it has to be made in a very specific way, from what I understand. But like, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, like, I like the story. I like the film. I it's haven't seen it in a long time. It's the most mature for Pixar. It, it, like, I'd say so. It's... I don't know how to really More describe it. More mature than, right. like, Up? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, there, there, it, there's <laughs> so many themes in that movie with res that resonate. Not just, you know, kids, but everybody, which is what I loved about older Pixar. They always found yeah. a way... They always found a way to make everybody happy with their films and stuff like that. And then, you know, they went to shit. And you know, oh, yeah, that's what happens when then we get for a long time. then we get Woody going after the Pooh nanny. 
Good message for the you kids. Know, I'm actually gonna probably give that film another shot. Toy Story Four. I mean, I, I mean, I'm the only one who liked it of the three of us. Like, no, Jacob, you liked it too, but not. I you're liked in the it, middle. but I was like, eh. I well, yeah. I, I I liked it, but I I said that I couldn't find a reason. I couldn't find a reason within the film to justify why it, it exists. Neither I mean, yeah, could exactly. I. Even though I did really like it, I didn't see it as having a purpose. Yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. <laughs> well, like I didn't That's go tough. I didn't go into it with like any sort of expectations, and then it came out of it, and I was I, I it I, my somehow my expectations lowered. Like that's weird. Because like I, I hold those films up to a very high standard, but I'm not gonna get into this rant again. Just just watch the Toy Story. Yeah, because anyway. Yeah, there yeah. was another rant. I think. Yeah. But, well, I guess uh, I've seen a couple things, and or I seen one thing in the theater, and I saw a couple other things that I guess I could talk about before we get into bicycle thieves. Damn it! No, I'm just kidding. Fuck, Sean. <laughs> All right, kill. All right, I recently saw this A24 film, uh, called the uh, the Farewell. I've heard of that. It's like it's half it's, no, not half Japanese, half Chinese and half English. Ooh. So basically, the story of the film is there's this grandma in the family who is diagnosed with stage four lung cancer and it's uh she basically has like three months to live and none of her family uh will tell her and the youngest like grandchild she's like like a millennial like annoying millennial honestly (laughs) like the every stereotype of a millennial you could think of is this is our main protagonist and she is like dealing with like struggling like how can we not tell uh grandma about this and wouldn't she want to say goodbye and it basically just explores like the cultural differences between like uh eastern and like far east and the west Hmm. and it's a really good film because like our main character her parents brought her to the u.s when she was really little and while the extended family still lived in china so it, it it's a really good film, honestly. It was very enjoyable. A twenty four. So I fucking love that shit. You said the grand- you guys got a question. You said the grandmother had stage four cancer, right? All right. So basically, what happens is, uh, that her si- the grandmother's sister, like great aunt, she is the one that's like talking to the doctor. So the grandmother doesn't get to see like her results and shit. Ah. Oh. Like in China, they have different medical laws. Oh yeah. Like, but, you know, in yeah. in the U.S., it, like it's illegal, like for uh, you to hide medical history and shit from your patients and yeah. stuff. It's not like that in China. So basically, the sister lied to the grandma because it's like family tradition that they don't tell an older person if they have cancer. Hmm. And it's like the duty of the family to hold that burden for them instead of having them be miserable their last days. So it's an A24 film <clears throat> that revolves around stage four cancer. Talk about an A24. A24 uh, yeah. is one of the more well, like I really love A24. I wanted to, I wanted that joke to be funnier than it came out to be. Yeah. It's not perfect though. I feel like there's a little bit of redundancy. There's a little bit of redundancy in the story. Like I feel like a few times they we had the same conversation over and over, but oh my god! Overall, I liked it. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'll have I, to check I, it out. 
I'll check it out too. <laughs> uh, and then I guess two other things on Netflix that recently watched. They're like in the same genre. They're like that psychological sci-fi. So you guys could jump on whichever ones you've seen. So I saw her with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, that movie. And Amy Adams. And I saw Ex Machina with Oscar Isaac and Dom Hall. Talk Gleason. about a futuristic <laughs> blowjob, Joaquin Phoenix. Dom. Ah, uh, yes, I know him. He he. Yeah, he was in those Harry Potter movies. And uh, in the <laughs> the sequel trilogy. He plays super ginger Nazi man in <laughs> in Last and you know Jedi. What? Just another positive. <laughs> role you had. Wait, what? Can we talk about? Can we? Can we talk about the fact he played the writer of Winnie the Pooh as well? Oh yeah. Wait, really? He? he did. Yeah. Um, it was called Goodbye Christopher Robin. That was him. Wow. To... He's got some range, and he played Bob Geldof too at some point. Now I want to check in a that TV out. Movie. Anyway. But yeah, no, he's a great actor. <clears throat> he's done a lot of great work, even if he is in the the weirdest and worst of the Star Wars trilogies. Decide. Well, no, that's not true. The prequels are still really bad. Well, I haven't seen him in a long time, so I can't Society. say. Society. Uh, or, anyway, you guys got anything uh, you want to talk about? Either of those two films you guys have seen? Well, say... I I've seen her. Uh, I saw it I like even... 2014, like a year after it came out. Or something like that. I remember liking it. Um, I remember I loved thinking, it. <laughs> I, well, like, I, I remember, like, I haven't watched it in a long time, so I have to probably rewatch it, but I remember, like, being kind of, because I was still in high school, I remember being kind of weirded out by the computer blowjob. Oh, so yeah. now I have to see it. Oh. <laughs> Who directed what? Her. Who directed her? Spike Jones. Okay. Spike Jones. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to. Yeah. Actually, I'm not thinking about it. Her. There's a scene in her that Blade Runner 2049 ripped off. <laughs> oh, man. Which scene is that? It's when the, they, like, hire the girl to, like, uh, be basically like the AI oh, uh, shit. like sex <laughs> sex person. I don't even know how to explain it. But it's basically this. If you any of you, if anyone listening oh, of our fifty people <laughs> know have seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine, take that. Where Blade like Runner the hologram AI has sex with that lady or whatever. It's basically the same thing in her, except her came out first. There's nothing really original left anyway. You know. I mean, some things are pointless. It's like... just a notice. <laughs> just a little small thing, jeez. You're getting a little... No, it's not you. You're getting a little... It's nothing to do with you. You're getting a little existential there, Matt. <laughs> no, Sean. Well, everything is pointless. <laughs> I mean, Marvin Gaye... Somebody involved with the Marvin Gaye song is suing somebody else again. Oh, no. Oh, but, oh because, you know, music is not... Uh, you know, you know. Ed Sheeran is being sued by Marvin Gaye. I, yeah. You know yeah. what? No, because of that Gaye. lawsuit, I now own the G chord. No, he's not being sued by Marvin Gaye. He's being sued by somebody representing Ed Townsend, who is the co-writer of Let's Get On. Yeah. I wanted to make that clear because well, Marvin I Gaye do is sometimes dead. know things. Look, all I'm, all I'm saying is it's a pointless lawsuit. And you know what? <laughs> Katy Perry did nothing wrong. She also got sued by somebody because, oh... Her song has something that's vaguely similar to another one. Well, getting that haircut, maybe. But anyway. Anyway. Just wanted to get that out of the way. 
Um, you're not. Wait, you're... either of you seen Ex Machina? Uh, no, I've part of it. Only part of it. Never gotten around to it. I don't know why. Not the I, whole I, thing. I've had every intention. I've, I've just never gotten around Me to too. it. I, I, I hear. I know it's a really good film, from what I understand. I mean, Oscar Isaac plays. He's good in it, from what I remember. Yeah, and I have There's seen a... some of the visual effects shots. I, I, I know I, Oscar Isaac got memed from that movie. There's like a funny dance scene of oh, Oscar yeah, Isaac yeah, that. in, in Ex Machina. Uh, it's well. a good film, though. <laughs> of the two, I'd say I, have to, I liked her slightly more, but Ex Machina was really good. You know, it's funny. As you're talking about... It was 824 as well, wasn't it? Uh, Ex Machina? Yeah. Or her? Ex Machina. Ex Machina was 824. I think it was A24. Had to be like yeah. an early A24 thing, but anyway. It was early. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, it is A24. Okay, so um, what were you gonna say, Matt? Before I interrupted you, sorry. I was gonna talk about the fact that there's a new John Trump video. Very briefly. <laughs> why do I have to record this right now? That's why I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like screeching autistically, like internally. <laughs> <laughs> and you're talking about externally. <laughs> but yeah, no. Oh, the irony. <laughs> anyway, uh, you guys uh, are going to talk about Bicycle Thieves, if I remember correctly. I didn't get around to watching it because I'm a uh, very you're, busy man. You're a fucking heathen. Well, I am, but I am also very busy. So, um, Bicycle Thieves, real quick. Uh, Jacob, you've seen. When, was, when did you see this movie? Uh. Uh, pro probably like in the beginning of this month. Oh, okay. So you saw it pretty much recently, like me. Yeah, I saw it recently. Uh, did you watch the, uh, like a Blu-ray or a DVD? I watched it on YouTube. <laughs> oh, is it on YouTube? Which, I was just gonna say, before we even get into it, if there's any film you watch from our listening to this podcast, watch Bicycle Thieves, it's on YouTube. Uh, the person who uploaded uploaded it is they've made subtitles. Uh, there's captions, whatever. <laughs> I will. So I will say though, um, real pretty quick, high quality too. Just to inject, uh, I, it's it's Criterion has released a DVD of it. This DVD that I have in my hand, actually, I borrowed from the my college's library. How I saw it. This is one of those classic films I've always meant to watch, but I've never gotten around to it for some reason. Um, so I I, I borrowed it because Jacob was like, you should watch this movie, and I was like, all right. And my library had it, so I was like, I, I borrowed it, it has a booklet and everything, it's actually a really cool set. Um, Damn. But like, I put this in, this version, this actually has like two versions, and Jacob and I were having a conversation about this last night. It has the original Italian audio, with uh, English subtitles, and it also has an English dub, which I didn't know existed. Eesh. And I, I, I like after I watched the movie, I, I, I wanted to see what the English dub was like, so I, I put it on just out of curiosity for like the first ten minutes. It's not too bad for an Italian right. dub in the late forties. Is the dialogue is structured differently because they didn't want to make it sync up, but that's pretty much it. All right, like I, I guess like it's sort of a before like we get into the movie itself. I want to talk about dubs I guess, for a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. I think it's not about, like, I know there's a lot of people who, like, complain about, like, anime people who are like, you gotta watch the Japanese version. <laughs> it's just, I think it's just a thing where sometimes the translation makes it just sounds like shit in English. <laughs> no matter what the language is. It depends, it really much or... depends on the source material. Source material, yeah. 
Like, well, not just that. I just think it's like just sometimes when it's translated, it just it's not gonna sound as nice. Yeah, like uh, as uh, like as much as I love the good, the bad, and the ugly, it's one of my all-time favorite films. Literally, like my top three. Um, I think if you watch it with the original Italian audio with English subtitles, there's just a tad more of an impact. But that's one of those movies where the English dub really works. Well, that's good because mm-hmm. they they found a way. <laughs> To make it work, um, I think that's. I think that's. You know, that that's really? that's just how technology involves, though. Like, I mean, this movie was forty eight. I think, uh, yeah, forty eight on the back of the DVD I have right here on my PC. Um, and you know, the English dub is actually really not bad for forty eight. Dubs back then were pretty bad because you know technology, but uh, yeah. it's actually really well done. <laughs> like. I was kind of shocked. Um, Alright, but yeah, let's just get into the movie itself. Yeah, subs, cause... not subs. Wait, what, Matt? I, I decided to subvert your expectations and say, dubs, not subs. Uh, no reason, I don't actually uh, really uh, feel that way. Proceeds to Homer choke. <laughs> proceeds to Homer Simpson Takes choking. beer bottle, realizes it's empty. Complete sadness. Good, you deserve that. Wow, okay. Um, I'm in yeah. a bad mood right now. This movie. <laughs> uh, it's movie. I love it. Yes, I absolutely loved it when I was finished with it. Um, there's just so much to talk about. I mean, this was uh like part of the neo Italianism. Is that what it's called? Italian Italian neo realist. Neo neo realism. It was like in the post World War Two, like Italian, like when. Because the Italians, like, they had basically... At first, they were with the Nazis and the Axis powers, and then they sort of just left. <laughs> they, like, were yeah, like, fuck yo, fuck I'm out, bro. Yeah, and... These guys are dicks. It was, like, a super bad time for the Italian economy. And yeah. There was a lot of poverty. And this movie pretty much, like, tells its story around that. Yeah, because, you know? I mean, for our audience who doesn't know what, uh, you know, neorealism is, it's basically... It's all stories about, you know, like, small... Like, mostly, like, lower-income, you know, citizens going through some sort of, you know, adventure or stuff like that. And the title basically, you know, kind of gives away um, what happens, obviously. This guy's bike gets stolen, and he goes with his son around uh, Rome. Well, I think the title it it makes so much more sense after the end of the film. Yeah, which when I got to the ending, I was like, I I I didn't expect it to actually end the way it did. I don't even want to spoil the ending. Uh, no, <laughs> because, I, like, I don't either. It's, it's that the good. title. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I mean, <laughs> if, you, if you really think about it, though, the the, the title does kind of give it away. It does kind of, but like, I don't think you really think about it until until it actually happens. Yeah. yeah. But I was reading a little bit about behind the scenes of this film, and from what I understand, um, they weren't really like actors per se. They just kind of took people that were like really, 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 really small, and they were like, "You want to be in a movie?" <laughs> well, like the, the son in the. All right, I think we should at least give a synopsis of the plot, right? Yeah. Well, so that people could get a decent idea. Let me re- of what... uh, actually. Do you mind if I just read off the back of this Criterion disc right here? Since oh yeah, sure, that's perfect. Right. Hailed around the world as one of the greatest movies ever made, Vittorio De Sica, is that how you say that? Uh, 
Well, I can't see it, so just, just you. He apologizes in post. He didn't Sorry. About the name. Academy Award-winning Bicycle Thieves defined an era in cinema. In post-war, poverty-stricken Rome, a man hoping to support his desperate family with a new job loses his bicycle, his main means of transportation for work. With his wide-eyed young son in tow, he sets off to track down a thief. Simple in construction and dazzlingly rich in human insight, Bicycle Thieves embodies all the greatest strengths of the Italian neorealist movement. Emotional clarity, social right righteousness, and brutal honesty. Yeah, that's actually really good. Boom. Thanks, Criterion. That's basically, you know, how to sum up the film. And yeah, and the well, you're talking about the actors. So, and what I wanted to bring up, but before I want to give the audience a brief idea of what it's about. Yeah. So, like the the kid who the kid that they get to play the son. Holy shit, he is fucking amazing. Yeah, for a child actor at the time, he was really good. And he's not even an actor. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just some kid. He's just some kid off the street in Italy. Italians oh one, Hollywood zero. I know we get some shitty child actors in our shit. <laughs> yeah, we got. Cor we, they just pulled this kid off the street they, they in the nineteen forties. They got a kid off the street in the forties, and we got Corey Feldman in the eighties. Oh man. Ah. There's no Corey Feldman's gonna be the butt of the jokes tonight. Everybody's fucked when you're talked about on film snubs. That's uh, true. That's true. So, um, I mean, this film is fantastic. A, a lot of the themes, I think some of the themes still resonate today. I mean, it, it's so universal. Oh yeah, it's a, it's basically, I think it's more, it's like about, I think it really would resonate with, with more, I guess, men. Because it's about like providing and feeling being, I guess, comfortable in your masculinity. Because like he's just a man trying to provide for his family, and he really loves he his family. Want, he doesn't want to ruin that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Very deep, especially for a it's, film of this time period. Like. Yeah, like uh, the the whole restaurant scene is. Yeah. Incredible. So, I, I, the, all right, scene, I'll, I'll briefly the, explain the it. The scene in so, the church as well. I, I do think that, that one's, one's kind of funny. Yeah, that one's kind of funny, but it also like, I don't know, there's there's probably some sort of message in there. I was sort of getting something out of that. But anyway, what were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say with the restaurant scene, it's just this is brief scene where like there's like this, uh, I guess, parallel imagery in that scene where we have like a rich family, and then you have our poor main characters, and they they have like this sort of cross-cutting and just showing <laughs> like how badly the dad wishes he could give that to his family yeah. and it's so good <laughs> i don't know i just loved that part it was the, it, oh, sean what were you gonna say i was just gonna say wait you you finish your comment then i'll make you lose faith in humanity <laughs> well it's the perfect way to get a message across that way especially for the time period i don't know if you can do that kind of thing now, but like, because you know, people's brains are like stupider now, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, yeah, like, it, 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 as I was saying earlier, a lot of the messages in this film really resonate today, I think. Well, yeah. mo mo most of them, but like, yeah. 
I think it resonates like more in a cultural level. Yeah. Because I guess because we sort of have this thing now where there's a lot of penis envy <laughs> in modern femininity when there's a lot of beautiful things about women and women's culture. I don't think it 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 brings any positive benefit to just have women try to be men. So that's why I think this film is really powerful because it shows how beautiful the family unit is and yeah. <laughs> and it's not just like it's it's not a typical like hero character either. He's you know, he's not perfect, which is what I love about it, you know. At one point he hits his son. Oh yeah. And like that whole, And that you whole instantly moment, see the regret in the performance too. Like he's a flawed hero, but like he's so perfectly written as the flawed hero. Yeah. To the point where, you know, it feels like you know, what a father would actually act like in the situation. Oh, absolutely. But uh, what were you going to say before I was commenting? Oh, so I I was watching this for class. And when the teacher wanted us to discuss it, like 80% of the class was like, I found it boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like, you people are film students. <laughs> the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, like... Idiots. I don't I don't blame this generation a hundred percent because like I don't think like a lot of people like Citizen Kane I, I think Citizen Kane's a good film I just don't think it's one of the greatest films ever made you know but I understand I at least have an understanding of what that film did and why it's so important a lot of other people nowadays wouldn't understand that and I feel like that's really mm. the problem with uh, that and our, also our generation is so ADHD written we just, oh, we, just, we just don't know what to do. Like, our brains just don't know what to do with older films at all. Like, it, it's... It, it's. Or, I mean, like, I feel like the 70s were, like, the exact opposite. I know this movie's the 40s, but, I mean, like, if you pick any movie from the 70s, it's, like, the exact opposite in tone compared to, like, any modern film. Because, like, every modern movie is, like, super fast-paced. Everything's that, happening super quick. That's when the ADHD like, started kicking in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the drugs... <laughs> Never a lot of seventies films are super slow. That's sweet, sweet snowy mountain. Now. You'll never see another apocalypse now. You wouldn't see apocalypse now at all. Oh yeah, exactly. Even like the Godfather. Like I know people nowadays who find the Godfather boring, and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> the Godfather. Well, like I feel like Godfather might even not be a good example of a slower seventies film because I feel like every scene in that film is. There's so always crucial. something going on. Yeah. So you wouldn't even notice. So. I think Apocalypse Now is the better example. Yeah. Is there anything really more, Jacob, we have to say? I mean, uh, we pretty much covered everything, as far as I can nah, tell. Yeah. I, I would just strongly recommend watching it. If I will. I don't know why I haven't watched this like until now. Um, again, this I, I'm repeating myself a lot, but this is one of those films I just never got around to watching, but I've always heard so much about due to the Criterion forms, which I'm on a lot, so... Uh, Find me on Reddit if you can. It's literally like you slash some film snobs, but it's me doing it. Yeah, because mm. uh, if I tried to use Reddit, well, you know. it's, it's just, yeah. Anyway, but check out Bicycle Thieves. <laughs> just fucking do Reddit. it. Reddit, Reddit, where Instagram steals all its memes from. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what if what if we what if we made memes on Reddit and then we stole our own memes from Reddit? Why not? Inception. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I, I guess it's. Do well, you want to like uh, move to like modern news or something? Well, yeah, that's what that's what I was gonna do since we've yeah. I guess we're done talking about movies. So, um, yeah. one thing. I mean, have you? Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh fuck! Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was gonna say. That was Fuck. instant. But anyway. Um, oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember. God damn it. I also saw Mean Streets. Oh, oh nice. yeah, that's right. You were texting me about that. Uh, mean it was Streets like it's great. one of Scorsese's earlier films, and I know Scorsese's a more popular director. So if you're interested in Scorsese's earlier work, watch Mean Streets. Uh, though that one is a little more. I guess avant-garde. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The story is very abstract and thin, and it's more of like day in the life, I guess. Yeah. You know, I, like it's I, it, I, that, no, that's a movie where I would be understanding if people got bored because that movie is very sort of well, artistically. A, a, a lot of those day in the life movies, I find a lot of people seem to be bored with them. Like I, I tried watching uh, David Brine's True Stories with somebody. And they said while they liked the music, they were like, "What the fuck was the story?" Because listen, because it's I it's mean, supposed to be like a day in a life in a town. Uh, mean Streets, you, I guess, is kind of similar in that regard. You got John Goodman wanting to be a, a wanting to sing a song for the uh, for the big uh, big uh, celebration. Yeah, in that movie, there's John Goodman trying to become like a country singer. There's fucking uh, Texas Computer Corporations. David Bryan playing himself walking around Texas. There's a fucking I mean, fashion show. It, there's a fucking I mean, lady. You got David Byrne in a cowboy hat driving his car in the weirdest way possible. Talking about dinosaurs and shit, and you're like, what? I mean, it's so weird. I bought the movie, the Criterion movie, uh, Blu-ray, because why It looks not? fantastic, by the way. It does. It's incredible. You know, and it's a weird film, but it's a weird film, but it's a great film. You know, it's entertaining, and yeah, then, like I would, I'd say the same thing. I'd say the same thing with Mean Streets. I don't, I don't really get this mentality in people anymore. But anyway, <laughs> Mean oh, Streets, I wouldn't recommend for everyone. Is all I'm saying. It's just if you're a big fan of Scorsese, just it's like one of his earlier movies. Check it out. But... Definitely check out Taxi Driver. Like that's a. Well, Taxi Driver is like seen Taxi is, Driver. Yeah, that's a little more main. Well, not mainstream, but it's well, I was gonna more... say it's palatable, right? There you go. Yeah, 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 palatable. Yeah, that's actually the perfect way to put it. I mean, like, there's some great camera work yeah. in that film. Oh yeah, hell yeah! And I a just... great performance from Jodie Foster. Yeah. When I just bring up camera work, I'm just thinking of that one shot where he's on the payphone and like the camera just goes away, like while he's still trying to get her attention on the phone. And then it like goes to the hallway. Uh, I love it. But yeah. anyways, I know this is uh one more thing. I keep doing that one more thing. My name is Steve Jobs. One more time. I thought like when when as soon as I saw Harvey Keitel on the screen, the first thing I thought was wait and what? Why does he remind me of Tommy Wiseau? And wait, what, what are you talking and what, about? And, and what Harvey Keitel and what context? Taxi Matt? driver. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know the, the long hair, the tank top, the. Oh, hi, it's just something. Something about that, about and the hat too, that he had a hat on too. That whole look, it struck me as Tommy Wiseau. Man, Harvey Keitel really dropped off the face of the earth after the nineties. Really did, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he's in uh, the Irishman. Oh, he is. Well, he, maybe Harvey Keitel like had like didn't he own live entertainment in maybe. the nineties? 
Because I'm pretty sure he's the one that found Quentin Tarantino. I think so, yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, yeah, 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 I think he is. Yeah, okay. I thought he wasn't he the one that like read Reservoir Dogs. First? Yeah, he was like I fucking yeah. I fucking love this shit and then he he was with Live Entertainment and then they, they I mean he, he was, was producer. the original bad He was the original bad lieutenant. Yeah. Anyway, um I, I, <sighs> is there anything else you have to say Jacob before we interrupted you constantly cuz horribly. Uh no, just I w I just said I think I finished. I was just like Mean Street's probably not it's not for everybody. So yeah. uh yeah. All right. So, if you're interested, check it out. Do, 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 so do. I guess before we get before we get into anything like uh well, I mean this is major, but it's major in its own right. Uh I'm a big horror guy. Uh everybody knows that. If you don't well, yeah, I mean, I'm a why do you guy. think Sabawin is a thing? Well, yeah. Um but I think we will we'll, we will go into that at the end. Um, good, good. Because I do have to announce some shit. But uh, good. There was a a pretty uh, major uh, passing recently of uh, Sid Haig. Uh, Sid Haig was a huge uh, character actor, and he he was he was always at a lot of conventions. Uh, a lot of people know him from the Rob Zombie uh, films, you know, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, all that. Rob Zombie's awesome. Rob Zombie's a <laughs> chill dude. I I, yeah, I might not like dude. I might not like um the Halloween remakes, but I at least appreciate he was doing something with them. Yeah, but, I'll like, give him that. I always give him that, you know. Uh, he's he such a down to earth dude. But like anyway, um Sid Haig, yeah, Sid Haig was a cool dude. Um for, he was always he was always really good to his fans and all that and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm you know, I'm a clown. Aren't I fucking funny to you? Like that, but he he was he was always a real down to earth guy. It's just it's kind of sad to see him go. Um, yeah. At least he was able to star in the finale of uh you know the trilogy Rob Zombie was doing, Three from Hell, yeah. which just came out. I haven't seen it yet, but I still have to watch it. But yeah, rest in peace, Sid Haig. Uh, now into the uh, now into the okay. game. The snobby portion of the podcast is over. Now we're gonna get into. Normie news. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> All right. I mean, not so, normie news because let's let's go into Rambo. Probably... It's funny. <laughs> well, because I'm a, I am the least snob of us. I think you're a snob now. Anyway, <laughs> you're Court right. Order, I am. Damn it. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, I do want to bring this up because Rambo Five just came out. Uh, David Morrell, he's always despised the Rambo films. He just came out. Saying that he despises Rambo Five the most. I don't believe that. I mean, I believe that, but I don't believe he hates all of them. But come on, <laughs> really? You hate the first film too? First film's fantastic. Yeah, he's just an asshole. I'm just laughing at the yeah. title of the last one. <laughs> Rambo Last, last Blood. <laughs> it's Last no, Blood but, until Part cause, Six. Because okay, the, the, it's so stupid the way those movies are structured though, title wise. So it goes. First blood, first blood, Rambo First, first Blood Part Two, Rambo Three, then Rambo, then Rambo Last Blood. <laughs> Sean, Rambo not... Last Blood Part Two. At least you can figure out which one's which, Sean. Let me uh... tell you something. Let me tell you something. Okay, the Shaft franchise. Okay, Shaft, you got Shaft, the first Shaft. Shaft. You got the first Shaft in the two sequels. The Samuel Jackson film is called Shaft. Do you think it's a remake? No, it's a continuation. Same universe. This new thing with like the two, the three generations of Shaft. It's not a reboot. It's a sequel to the Samuel Jackson film. 
And it's called Shaft. Yeah! Uh. Creativity's dead. Anyway. Um, so yeah, David Morrell. David Morrell, no one cares. First Blood was, you know, a good book, but... Yeah. The movie's great. No one cares. You got your money. whoop de doo Shut up. Anyway. Don't uh, worry. You want let's piss him off more and make a Rambo musical. What are you gonna, what's he gonna do? Sue us? Anyway. I don't know. So, um... We gotta chill I mean, out. Also, the critic di audience disparity on that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like, um, critics are hating it, but audiences are loving it. Which is kind of making me want to see it, because I, I prefer audience reactions over critics' reactions anyway. <laughs> for the most part. For me, it depends for on the, the most film. part. It depends on the film. That, that's what I was no, going to get at. What I find funny is we're, crit we're like amateur critics. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Well, gee, thanks. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We not like the like. I don't listen to the event of critics, and yet we're critics. Listen to us. Everything we say is fact. We are critics. Well, I mean, that's right. for me, it's not like. I feel like I see a lot of. Why well, don't? Okay, this might be the wrong way to phrase this because I know a, a lot of the bigger YouTubers are critics for like Rotten Tomatoes, but I feel like a lot of the times, a lot of people just agree with whatever the tomato meter says or whatever IMDb they says. Do. They do, and. When I, I guess what we try to do is like try to explain ourselves and not just regurgitate other opinions. So, which yeah, is, that's why, which I stopped, is why I prefer I like YouTube watching, critics and stuff like that. Even I, if, like, I even if I, reviews, even if I disagree with them, like, I'm just like, okay, well, you know, it's your own opinion. Not gonna I at least appreciate why that, you don't like something, you know? That's you how I see that? it. Yeah. Basically, I've stopped watching movie reviews because. I mean, if I'm doing it, I don't want anyone else's opinion to influence mine. I only watch you it know. after the I see the film. Yeah, just to see. I what, rarely like, do. If my uh, just to see if like, you know, what if I miss something? I don't know, but like, the only like reviews I'm aware of right now is just I know there was a lot of it was like a big media thing that was made out of it was like all the positive Joker reviews initially, oh, yeah. like like at a what was it? TIF. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean that Toronto was Toronto International Film Festival. A lot of raving reviews, and then for some reason, a bunch of negative reviews came out after. Yeah, no, now a lot of negative ones are coming out. But, but it, it's still like being raved as like a great film. I mean, I we have yet to see it because it's about to October. But like, I mean, I want to see that movie. Yeah, we're all, we're all, I'm pretty sure we're all gonna see it. I I mean, I have two films I'm looking forward to, man. I'm looking forward That's to... That's why uh, I've been saying Society. Yeah, I've been looking forward to the Joker film because I like Joaquin Phoenix, and I'm looking forward to Dolomite is My Name because I like Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Both well, totally different movies, but they're so hmm. fascinating, and I really want to see them both. <laughs> you know, the Joker movie looks like a serious film that could be, you know, you know really incredible film. And Dolomite's Miami looks like a very funny movie. It reminds me, it's giving me Ed Wood uh, Disaster Artist vibes. because And I fucking love epic. Ed Wood. So, like... I love Ed Wood, I love Disaster Artist, and uh, yeah, this is going to be a great film to add, because yeah, it looks like it's going to be an interesting time. Yeah, so um, I guess we're going to shill ourselves out even more. Uh, Bob Iger, uh, I mean, are we done talking? Oh, you know, Wait, what? We're about done. Joker? Well, about other stuff. Uh, 
I think. <laughs> uh, okay. So I guess we'll shill ourselves out, as I was saying earlier. So, Bybiger uh, admitted that Disney puts too, uh, too much Star Wars content out too quick. No shit, Sherlock. Like, let's <clears throat> see. Uh, Force Awakens. Font, good movie. Force Awakens, what was uh, that, 2015? Yeah. 15, yeah. Rogue Jeez, One. We had so much shit in just Rogue four years. Rogue One is, uh, I, yeah. Like, Force Awakens is good, not great. Uh, Rogue One was, you know, good, not great. Uh, Last, Last Jedi, Jedi, I'm still, I, it's okay. Uh, I still would say, yeah, I'd still say Je Last Jedi is just okay. I, it took me no, a long time to get to like that opinion. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of it, honestly. Jacob, I don't know if you remember this, but I was, I, I was having a bad day one day, right? I, I walk into the college, which is not a good idea. <laughs> And it, you and I were going to the same college at the same at the, at the time. And I walk in. You guys are watching the Last Jedi, and I'm just shitting on it. I'm just railing on it. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. oh yeah, that was when he yeah. It was like it was like my therapy that day. <laughs> I was just, oh my god. And then I, I I didn't watch it again until like a couple months after. And then I was just I like because that's when I calmed down. And I was like. It's just okay, but um, solo. I know, like at that, uh, I know around there, like I was known more as like this big Star Wars fan in the film yeah. thing, and like I remember one time this kid was like, "I hate the Last Jedi," and then their professor looks at me, and then I'm like, "What? You think I'm some <laughs> fucking cringy fanboy who's in a cult in the Star Wars cult? I don't give a fuck if you <laughs> like the movie." <laughs> <laughs> like he like gives me this look like I love the I always love that look he gave everybody. I don't know why. It yeah, always made yeah. me laugh. I, I I never knew whether I could take it seriously. <laughs> like I'm not a fucking I'm not a neck beard who spends two hundred dollars to go to the fucking Star Wars we celebration. We gotta go to that Star Wars celebration so yeah. we can clap at products. Clap at products. <laughs> spend six Yay, spend a thousand dollars on tickets and hotels to oh watch my, ads. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like oh my god, I cried so much. That trailer changed my life. They always wear slave Leia costumes. Just 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 think about this though. Some people spend a couple grand to watch commercials it, in a big room. It's sad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Oh no! All right, I'm not gonna completely shit on it because I know like you can meet a lot of cool people who have a similar interests. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, I, I go to I go like to record conventions sometimes and like watching ads. <laughs> uh. Anyway, um, I guess something similar since we are talking about Star Wars. George Lucas says he's disappointed in Disney. Well, you should have known what you were working with. <clears throat> Wait, Indeed. was there like a deeper, I guess, like, was there like a further quote of his complete response um, rather than just like the clickbaity headline? A, a, a lot of it, a lot of it was just like, um, from, from what I remember right now, I don't have it up at the moment. He was, he was saying like, you're disappointed in what they did with The Last Jedi and, not The Last Jedi, Force Awakens. And, uh, just, just what they're doing with, you know, his property and all that, his baby. <laughs> That he gave away. So yeah, four billion. George Lucas, Honestly, I don't know if I could say no to four billion of those. No, I don't think anybody could say no. To even though, billion. even though he got like conned, and they've made like twelve billion since they bought it. But 
I don't know, four billion's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. And Disney's a fucking power machine. Like do you think uh Murdoch when he was selling Fox was like, fuck, I'm not gonna take seven whatever however many billion dollars they gave him? Mm. Like like, come on. Well, I think like they really want Fox because I they know they can make a lot of fucking money by re by uh fucking like re- what's re- the re- word re-releasing the original cuts. Yeah, there you go. Because they didn't, uh, uh, I believe. Uh, who was it directed that directed Rogue One? Uh, Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. Gareth, yeah. Gareth Edwards said something like, "Oh, they were restoring uh the original New Hope in 4K," but while he was doing Rogue One, I don't know if that was true or not. But honestly, after seeing the Fox deal, I feel like that would make a lot of sense. It's probably going to happen after Rise of Skywalker comes out. But, uh, Buy actually, all wait, nine yeah. Star Wars movies in 4K. I feel like this is an opportunity for us to talk about something that we haven't had an opportunity to talk about. I don't think, I don't think Matt's seen it, but since we're talking about Star Wars, uh, Sean, do you want to talk about the, re, the re-edit of Last Jedi? Uh, that oh, was done by yeah! Ivan Ortega? Ivan Ortega, yeah. So there's this YouTuber on on <laughs> this is YouTuber named Ivan Ortega. He's a film editor, and he basically hated the Last Jedi so much that he re-edited the whole fucking thing to try to make it a little bit better. <laughs> he's actually pretty chill too. Like yeah, um, yeah, he's a really cool dude. I love him. And um, but I don't. I just don't think it was salvageable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, all right. I we I watched his re-edit, and I was just like, eh, it's 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 like slightly better i don't know it's just like it requires a whole fucking yeah, i mean rework yeah, of like, the whole script well also he was also working you know with an already edited film so you have to keep that in mind as well like, well yeah yeah i know i'm just saying yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah, it would just require rewrites and reshoots like yeah. i don't it's think like, it was, it was ne- anything it was never going to be a perfect film then again star wars yeah. has never been a perfect thing i mean let's be realistic empire comes really close to being perfect Oh yeah. Well, Empire's not even my favorite, but Empire's my favorite. But yeah, I'm, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, that, that cut was that cut was good. It wasn't great. It was you good. Re- you can't really fix that movie, honestly. I, I, I'm not gonna shit on his work though. He obviously put a yeah, lot he of put work a lot of work into it. Oh, he should have kept like, that. I, I say his best. The best part about uh, his re-edit is it ha- at least like fixes the the tone issues of the film. Yeah, because like, it, it, it was it, he bipolar. He gets rid of a lot, yeah, he gets rid of, a lot of the stupid comedy. Did he get rid of the your mom joke? Yeah, yeah, he got rid of all oh, that. Good. Actually, that's one of the best re-edited sequences. The whole opening scene, what he does with it is is way, is way amazing, I think. That, uh, like, those red troopers, uh, that whole fight scene he was re-editing with that, it was mm. perfect until he got rid of the Wilhelm scream. Well, I thought he he put in a Wilhelm screen he did. in the editing process, and then he just he, got rid of it. When damn it, final... dude! Petition to put it back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the guy gets chopped up on whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> Urgh, ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that was just a quick thing to talk about since we were on Star Wars. But... Yeah. Um. So I guess we get into the more. Uh, well, this is this just came out recently, but uh, I'll go ahead and go to the other article, which is more of a hot take thing. Do you know is there a Princess Bride remake supposedly being talked about? Fuck you, Sony. Stop it. Don't fuck up this thing. It's a perfect movie. Stop. It's, Thank you. Okay, here's the here's my problem though. There's certain movies. There's like an unknown. There's like an unspoken li- like unspoken list. 
of movies you cannot touch. Like the Wizard, of... the Wizard of Oz, yeah. Even though that story's in the public domain, you can't touch. And it. they have done different versions of it. But it's never been the a remake, a straight up remake of the thirty nine one. No, never. Because people know they can't do anything. Like they can't. That, that's perfect as it is. Casablanca. That's one of those films as well. Uh, they almost did a remake with uh, well, rumored. It was rumored at one point they were going to do a remake with Kevin Costner. Yeah. Yeah. Picture that for a minute. Maybe. I like Kevin Costner, but I don't know if that would work. Probably too busy to work in the water world. Anyway, uh... (laughs) Oh, no! Oh. Anyway, um... Ear Finn. Blue blue Mad Max? Princess Bride is... With ear gills. Princess Mm. Bride is one of those films you can't touch. At least, to me. That does look like shit. Um... That's the one thing I was actually doing. talking with my sister about this, and from what I remember in the conversation, she was saying, like, there are parts are that... She was saying there's parts that are boring, but it's part of the story, so she doesn't mind it. And In Princess Bride, but I don't in understand Princess why. Bride? I don't understand what she means by that. Neither do I. <laughs> I, I. I tried to ask her, she couldn't clarify. <laughs> it's not the shit of my sister, I love you, but Jesus. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm just more confused, but... The most confusing car conversation ever, but like, car conversations do that, do that. But like, mm. Princess Bride, yeah, it's one of those films. Don't touch it. If you do, yeah. kill yourself. Anyway. Sony, get your greasy, grubby fingers off. Is, is it is it Amy P- Pascal that's still running Sony, or yeah, even if even if she is, I don't even think they were. Oh, Disney owns. No, they don't. Do they? Well, no. no wait, what? It, it depends on who has the rights to the book. Um, like, well, I, I, I don't know. That movie's under MGM. Uh, yeah. That movie's had a weird distribution history. So, uh, from what I remember, here in the U.S. when it first came out, it was distributed by Fox, but then it went to um, Castle Rock. Was it Castle Rock? No, it went to Nelson Entertainment. Then it went to MGM, and then MGM bought or 20th Century Fox bought rights to MGM's library, so they ironically got back Princess Bride. And then, the you know, Disney owns Fox, and then fucking Criterion released a Blu-ray, which is just, like, licensed from Fox, even though it's still an MGM film. But I don't... Maybe it, the book rights are owned by Sony now? I'm confused. Studiological, conf- studiologically confused. Anyway, yeah. Make that a, make that a word, Merriam-Webster, Amy. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What's print- left? Well, I just found <laughs> this out. So, do you remember how the Halloween reboot was the way it was? How they were basically ignoring everything before it. Yep. They want to do. Yeah. This, they want to do the same thing with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They did it already. And it failed. Wait, so it's just like the only one that exists is the first Texas Chainsaw? Yeah. Like in the new continuity? Yeah. But here's the thing. They did that, and it failed. Yeah, it was... It, the timeline was all wrong. It they was, really it, messed it, it up. It was Texas Chainsaw 3D, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I didn't see it. So. Don't. Something like that. I didn't even see the it. The only one of the Texas Chainsaw sequels anybody should see, even it's not necessary at all, because it's more like a parody. It's Texas Chainsaw 2. Because it, it, it basically... It ignore, it, that movie ignores the first one, and it, it kind of makes fun of it. 
It's basically a parody. But anyway. That's okay. But that movie has one of the greatest fucking jump scares ever, because you never see it coming. Anyway. But still. Yeah. Don't waste your time, everybody. Hollywood, it's time to, uh, it's time to stop. I mean, if they really tried, if they really tried, they would have to really stretch it, because... Texas Chainsaw is one of those films where, like, only the first one worked. And it worked because... A, it was one of the, like, it was a really low-budget film. Um, I believe the distribution company was actually, like... Didn't it, the distribution company have ties to the Mafia? Uh, I, be- I have no fucking I be- clue. I, be- I believe so. Um, Wait, actually, you know what you're bringing up Mafia? When you're done, I want to talk about something. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Mafia works. Anyway, um... I'm gonna write it down so I don't forget what you're saying. Uh, Texas Chainsaw was, like... It, I remember I... I've always liked Texas Chainsaw. I think it's one of the greatest uh, horror films ever. It's very effective and it's very realistic. It's something that's plausible, which, you know, to me, that's scarier than any sort of fantasy thing. Like, as much as I love the first Nightmare on Elm Street, I don't think it's a super scary movie, per se. No, not really, but But I I like um, it. So, I remember I was actually... I went to a horror festival at the Paramount... the historic Paramount Theater. Um... And they were showing Texas Chainsaw. It's from the 4K restoration that was done a while back. And Toby Hooper was still alive. And uh, they showed it, and it was still really effective because there was a lot of people there that hasn't seen it. Actually, Jacob, somebody you and I know, uh, was actually... Two people you and I know were actually in the theater uh, with me. They just happened to be there, and we were like, oh, shit. Mm. And then we, we, sit, we all sat next to each other. They hadn't seen it. I was the only one that'd seen it before. And really, it was a lot of me looking at their reactions. <laughs> like, <laughs> just because, like, I, I like seeing uh, how people react to, like, certain movies that I, I've seen, like, a billion times before. And it was still really effective. Like, it, it, it scared the shit out of one of them. And the other one was, like, it was really... The, the other one was kind of like, yeah, it's still pretty fucking scary. Especially for something that was made in 74? Yeah. I mean, this came out, like, literally a couple months after the first Black Christmas. Uh, oh, man. Did not know that. This is all pre-Halloween, too. So, like... This is, so, th- those, you know. th- those two films are basically the groundwork. <laughs> yeah. Then Halloween was like, I'm the groundwork, bitch. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm going into my <laughs> horror world again. But, uh... You know, Sean, I realize we all have those worlds. For me, it's Queen. For you, it's horror. Yeah, uh, I'm like I'm like the James Rolfe of this group. Anyway, uh, yeah, and I have respect that, for that. I don't I don't mean that in an egotistical way. I mean that as in like her like because he loves horror, I love horror, and I talk a lot. What about does that horror. make me then, Sean? What does that make me then? Some guy. I don't know. Anyway, good. <laughs> That's the answer I wanted. <laughs> anyway, um, it's pretty much what I have to say about that. Just watch the original chance. I'm repeating myself yeah. over and over right. again. Well, I guess I could talk about what I thought of earlier. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. when you brought up the mafia, <laughs> so I was talking to this guy recently who he works, he or works, worked in the film industry, and well, that that'll come up later. Anyways, we were talking. We for some reason we ended up talking about the crow because I like had <laughs> seen it recently. The 1990 movie, well, not night, the year 90, but it was made in the 90s. It was like 94, 94. I think. With, 
with yeah. Brandon Lee. Yeah. And she tragically was Rose don't know the story, Brandon Lee was tragically killed. Uh yeah, there was the, a there was a squirt malfunction. Yes. Shot him. No, it actually was a gun. Oh, what? I thought it was a squid malfunction. No. Yeah, this is why I'm gonna bring up this mafia stuff. <laughs> so, this oh, guy... Oh, this got more interesting. Yeah, I know. So, it... so, the guy I was talking to, he says that in production design and prop, and in the prop making department, they don't use real guns. Because they know that if you use real guns, there's a possibility of it accidentally actually killing a person. Yeah, so they only... which makes so a they... lot of sense. So they specifically manuf- manufacture their own weapons that can only shoot blanks it, for films, like yeah. for film productions. Squib guns. Well, not just squib guns. Like they'll just they won't shoot if if uh, a lead bullet is at the end of that casing. I, so, call, I call them squib guns, but anyway. <laughs> so then, <laughs> so the story is that Brandon Lee. He was doing a scene because his character in the movie is like bulletproof, invincible. Yeah, he was he was like doing a, a scene, and the like one of the other actors shoots him, and instead of a blank, and the gun was a real bullet, and he shot Brandon Lee and killed him on the set of the film. So this Damn. guy's theory is so this guy's theory is that because. Uh, film companies specifically manufacture their own guns so something like that does not happen he says that he thinks it was the mob that killed Brandon Lee like they got into the film production and did something with the weapons and got this guy to kill Brandon Lee because there was like rumors and stuff about Bruce Lee's family being involved with the, with the mob and shit Oh and, shit! And yeah, that's the right. Owing them money because of like gambling. I that, think yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. I... Yes. Yeah, so this guy's theory was basically that we don't use real guns on film sets, and Bruce Lee owed a lot of money to the mob. So my theory is that they got in to the production of The Crow after they killed Bruce Lee, and they killed his son during the movie. In the movie. And I was like, shit, bro. <laughs> that's some, that's some that's deep crazy. shit to think about if that's really true because yeah, like damn I, I had no idea i i i I'm always sure i always thought it was a squid malfunction it was something more like that i believe i kind of want to believe the second the what jacob was saying though. <laughs> i really don't want to believe the first one i mean the this one i really don't I mean, wait, wait, wait. I don't know what to believe. It's just like, it was really convincing time. once the guy told me. It's all, I it's all, time it's all theory, accepting. but like. Yeah, I, I have an easier time accepting that it was an accident, not the mafia. Because now that's making me Dude, think. He, just it, told, he told me that for films, they don't use real guns, man. No, no, I know that. That's obvious. But it's just get like Nerf guns nowadays, and they're just like, yeah, painted black. They didn't use real guns. But like, as I was like, you well, know, I mean, it's like they made their own that would no, only shoot blanks. Yeah. No, I know. But like, now that's really starting to make me think. Like, I, I'm starting to think. I'm starting to like theorize now some things. Because like, if Bruce Lee was involved in the mafia, do you think maybe? It well, was... it wasn't that he was involved in them. It's just that there was like this thing where like he used to gamble a lot. Yeah. It was just... And, the the uh, thing that he probably owed money to the mob. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. Like, like that's that's why I'm saying involved. Because like, okay, like if he owed money to the mafia and maybe he didn't give it, 
so maybe it was like a revenge thing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who knows the truth? Who knows the truth, but god rest damn, that peace, is... The Lees, rest, right? in, rest in peace both of them, but god yeah. damn. That's some weird shit. It Interesting. Is. Wikipedia has a very detailed, like, section about his death on the Crow's Wikipedia page. What does it say? Mm. A, a lot. Uh, basically, um, a bunch of shit that I can't even fully recite because while I'm reading it, it's like I'm skimming through it more than really reading it. But there, there's the link. And it'll take you right to the part I'm looking at. Alright, I, I guess we'll read it afterwards. Basically, it involves blank... Uh, See, look, look, look. Brandon Lee died of a gunshot wound on March yeah, right. 31st, 1993 after an accidental shooting on the set at EUE. It's just production studio in North Carolina. Uh... The scene which Lee was accidentally shot, Lee's character walks into his apartment and discovers his fiance being beaten and raped by thugs. Actor Michael Macy, character fires a 44 Magnum revolver at Lee as he walks into the room. Uh, previously using a gun, it called for inert dummy cartridges fitted with bullets, but no powder or primer to be loaded in the revolver. Close uh, up scenes that utilize a revolver where the bullets are clearly visible from the front and do not require the gun to actually be fired. Dummy cartridges provide a more realistic appearance than blank rounds, which have no bullets. See, blank rounds have no bullet, Matt. I know. Oh, this no, is no. the theory. Oh, no. <laughs> this is where the conspiracy well, keep comes going. In. And keep going. This is a theory. Instead of this is a podcast, so we could do whatever the fuck we want. We're just, I'm just gonna read it, right? <laughs> fuck you, rules. Instead of per instead of per purchasing commercial dummy cartridges, the film's prop crew, hampered by time constraints, created their own by pulling the bullets from live rounds. Dumping the powder cartridges, oh no, dumping the powder charge, then reinserting the bullets. However, they unknowingly left the live percussion primer in place at the rear of the cartridge. <laughs> Accidentally, unknowingly, this left the live. At some point during filming, the revolver was apparently discharged with one of these improperly deactivated cartridges in the chamber, setting off the primer with enough force to drive the bullet partway into the barrel where it became stuck, a condition known as a squib load. Damn. Maybe that's where you got it from. That's where, you got, that's where you got that terminology from. Maybe. Maybe that's where I got it from. Oh. Now, for those who don't know, there's a definition on Wikipedia. Squib load, also known as a squib round pop or no kick, uh, is a firearm mount function in which a fired projectile does not have enough force behind it to exit the barrel and thus becomes stuck. This type of mount function can be extremely dangerous and as failing to notice, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. The pro the pro all right, we're going to continue. This is incredibly dangerous, but I, that's pretty yeah. much. Actually, pretty much it. Uh, the only thing we have. No, is... no, I'm, I'm reading the rest. All right, it's a podcast. We do what the fuck we want. <laughs> the prop crew either failed to notice or failed to recognize the significance of this issue in the fatal scene, which called for the revolver to actually be fired at Lee from a distance of 12 to 15 feet. The dummy cartridges were exchanged for blank rounds which feature live powder cartridge and primer, but no bullet, thus allowing the gun to be fired without the risk of actual projectile. As a production company had sent the firearms specialist home early, responsibility for the guns was given to a prop assistant who was not aware of the rule checking all firearms before and after any handling. What? This sounds like some... And they're saying this is a this, they're saying this conspiracy is not plausible, man. <laughs> well, I didn't read the whole thing, but now I'm th this hearing is, more and more. This is pretty plausible. <laughs> Therefore, the barrel was not checked for obstructions when it came time to load it with the blank rounds. 
Since oh the bullet God. from the dummy round was already trapped in the barrel, this caused the 44 Magnum bullet to be fired out of the barrel with the virtually the same force as if the gun had been loaded with live ground and struck Lee in the abdomen, mortally wounding him. He was rushed to the New Hanover Regional Medical Center, blah, 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 where he underwent six hours of surgery. However, attempts to save him were unsuccessful, and Lee was pronounced dead at 1 p.m. Uh, the shooting was ruled an accident. Accident. Yeah, this one. And I, then the I, rest I, is just I, about the producers and how they canceled production, and then they had to continue because the studio already funded a lot of money into the film. And so they, they they like used a lot of CGI and some like techniques yeah. and stuff like that, which actually I mean, was like, really impressive for '94. Yeah, yeah. If you watch the crow, is... it's pretty. It's actually like 100% seamless, I think. Like yeah. you can't I'd even tell. So. I would, and uh, no, uh, you know what, Jacob? Now I'll say it. I do. I am. Yeah. Plausible, at least. Plausible, yeah. Yeah, plausible. I'm not gonna like, say for sure. Sounds like some shit out of a movie. Like, oh, it yeah. does. Like some like weird crime movie no one's ever seen. Like, damn. I guess other. I mean, there's only one other thing. And, <clears throat> by the way, we're lying. Uh, we're recording this two days before my birthday. Uh, it's actually Jim Henson Day. Who? Happy Jim Henson Day. <laughs> Jacob? You don't know who Jim Henson is? I'm googling. What? Oh my god. Oh my god, no. Okay. What's a curry? I'm done. You don't know what a curry oh, is? Oh, okay, okay. I just didn't know the name. I didn't know him by name. I know who he is. <laughs> Matt was like, alright, I'm head out. Oh my god, he opened the door. <laughs> Get your rent money when you fix this damn door! <laughs> I googled it. I know who he isn't now. I remember. Don't worry, I wasn't. I just don't know by name. Man. <laughs> nah, I'm alright. I understand. Okay. Ugh. But anyway. basically, uh, I love Jim Henson's work, you know? I love the Muppets. Well, he's just, like, I, I just love the story of him. Like, his story. But. Yeah, he's actually a very fascinating man. Can we make a movie about Jim Henson? They were going to, I think. Well, Disney hasn't been doing anything with the Muppets since they fucking Disney them, except for two movies. The second one was just whatever. Sean, Sean, mm. no, see that's oh, the problem. I, I, I remember all the straight to DVD movies they made. Yeah, hang on, I'm just remember gonna... the Muppets Wizard of Oz. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna mention this real quick. Uh, I actually Go finally on. got around to watching the latest Muppet. It sucked. Anyway. I didn't think so, but that's me. No, Compared to the other no, movies, No yeah. CGI in my Muppets. No <laughs> CGI Muppets. No. What the hell, man? Like, Bad. <laughs> no. Bad. Okay, no, I'm exaggerating. <clears throat> it's just okay. But, oh my god, that CGI but... is awful. Where is there anything you guys Muppet? are looking forward to, though? Joker. Uh, I already mentioned, uh, Dolomite is my name, and the Joker. Sorry, dude. Uh... Um, I just want to cause an uprising. Um... Well, like, I have know? either of you... Uh, is that the Ryan Johnson film? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Knives Out? Yeah. I don't care. I don't know much about it, so... You're saying some dumb shit, and I'm just like, you... you, are, ignore, you... Just ignore it, Jacob. 
maybe lose interest immediately. Okay. Don't let it influence your opinion. I don't. I don't know anything about it. So, uh, well, have either of you seen a, a entire series of Breaking Bad? No. Um, I've, I, I've, I still have to finish like the last two. I've barely gotten through season one, so no. I still Whoa, have to finish season, but there's that movie coming out. Yeah, no, because I've seen like the whole series like three times, <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm really excited for the new El Camino movie, mainly because it's done by Vince Gilligan, uh, like written and directed by him. Yeah. Well, that's nice. I, I've seen the trailers. It looks really good. That is good. Um, I guess that's it. <laughs> uh, I have nothing else on here. That's good. Uh, oh. Well, there is one thing I want to mention again. What? Friends is uh, they're they're gonna on AMC theaters. They're gonna on different days play Friends episodes. I what? think four K. Why? After. Why? Uh, Friend, Friends. Friends. Sitcom in four K. Friends twenty five. I guess. I'm sure there'll be so much benefit to looking at the. Extremely beautifully composed medium shots of a sitcom in 4K <laughs> on a big screen. Damn it, Jacob, you have to understand that there is some value to it. <laughs> Fucking Seinfeld in 4K, could you imagine? I'd rather see that. Even though I like Friends, I would rather see Seinfeld. I want to see Seinfeld in Blu-ray. I want Seinfeld in Blu-ray. It would just be the crop version. I don't care. I don't care, you know? <laughs> <laughs> in some ways I do care, in other ways I don't. The way I see it, they should go with the original aspect ratio if they can, if they dis- if they can, and they will. Wait, didn't Netflix recently get Seinfeld? Oh uh, yes, yeah, that's a whole uh, thing that's happening. TBS lost the right or Time Warner, AOL, Time Warner, AT and T, uh, whoever fucking. Well, wasn't Time Warner now. Spectrum? Because Time Warner had that merger. Well, Time Warner like is Warner Brothers technically, uh, but they're now owned by. Basically, AT&T. TBS, I guess, won't be playing Seinfeld anymore. TBS is an AT and T thing. Uh, fucking. Okay. Uh, Wait, do they have this? Is it a limited time Seinfeld? They have the rights, or do they have it like permanently? Like they own Breaking Bad. They, I think they probably own it permanently, or at least for another like, okay. 10, 20 Something like that. I don't know. I I, I never. I didn't look too much into the details. I I can look into it later. But uh, I pretty much have nothing else to say. I've said everything I can. Well, I mean, in terms of just briefly, in terms of sitcoms, I'm like the weirdo. Like oh. I don't watch. I don't watch Friends. I don't watch Office. Wait. I don't watch Seinfeld. I I'm like to... the. I have my greatest guilty pleasure is that 70s show. <laughs> I need to announce. I need to announce Please some shit. Don't. I forgot. Yeah. I almost forgot. Ahead. I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, Good. so I had to announce some stuff. So, Good. if you've Let's seen on our Instagram and stuff like that, we've been working on a Snobbleween uh, sequel. Uh, I'm going to announce what that is right here, right now, and I'm going to cut it out of the podcast and make it a separate video to announce it. Uh, so, we are doing Snobbleween, and we're calling it Public Domania. And what is Public Domania, per se? Well... What this is, it's, it's a sequel to the original Snobbleween, but it's a marathon where we show three public domain films. I won't tell you what those films are, they'll be revealed as you, as you watch. Um, but what it's basically, it, 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 it continues the story of the first one. And it, there's some pretty revealing stuff in there, I'm not going to go into it, but I, I, I thought of the idea, and I was like, let's roll with it. Um, 
Matt and both Matt and Jacob have helped me out in some ways. Um, yeah, I I did do most a lot of it. My dogs are barking. Uh, the dogs want to join the podcast, Sean. Why don't you bring them up? Why do you bring them up? They can bark into Aurora, the mic. Aurora, Aria, why? Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> um, that's pretty much what I have to say about that. But there's one bigger announcement. Ooh. I've been working on writing a short film hmm. for us to do. Uh, it's a horror short. Uh, it is connected to Snobbleween, but you won't have to watch the first two Snobbleweens in order to understand it. It's its own separate thing. I mean, seeing the other two is more like a bonus. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, it's a short film. I'm not going to go too much into it. I wrote the story. I'm in the middle of writing the first draft of the script right now. But it's something, you know, we're going to be working on together. Um, do you want to give a release window? or Probably not wanna... Probably not okay. at the moment. I would really want to say next year, but I don't know how that's going to work out. Because I'm, I'm, I'm really writing this script in my free time. I mean, we're going to shoot some of this during winter break, right? We're gonna, yeah. we're, gonna, we on it, yeah. we're gonna shoot a lot of this during the summer. Actually, a lot of it takes yeah. place at. Uh, there's very little location changes, which makes it easy for us. Oh so yeah. A lot of it actually takes place in my at like my house, which makes it easy. Because <laughs> yeah. like, we can, we'll, we can just come here and be like, all right, we'll shoot this, we'll shoot this, we'll shoot that. Um, there, it takes place at the park across the street from my house. Uh, Jacob, I actually go have to talk to you about stuff with locations. Um, same thing with you, Matt. Yeah, um, but yeah, we're working on a sh our first short film. Um, I don't know how excited you guys are, but I'm very excited. This I mean, I'm excited, but I am working on a short film too. Well, different thing unrelated to this channel. So I, I just want to—I'll finish yeah. off real quick. Um, I'm very excited. I've always wanted to do a short film. I've always wanted Me to. Too. I want to get my foot in the door, and I've—I've I've, we, we, same. I get with you guys too. You guys have always wanted to get your foot in the door. Uh, I mean, that, that's what I'm working on too. We we've never done that until now, so that's why I'm so excited to do this because I, we oh, could, yeah. we, if we could make something super good, we can you know send this in to film festivals and stuff like that. We can uh, yeah. do we stuff get with it. Get uh, attention. Yeah, I I want you know people to like see something like <clears throat> I'm gonna show people like what we can do. I'll tell you guys something after because I don't want what I recommend to be recorded, but I get uh, it. Yeah, we all have yeah. that. But uh, yeah, I'm excited as well. All right, uh, I guess we're done. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah. This was a uh, a good podcast, I think. Oh yeah, we talked <laughs> yeah. a lot. <laughs> I mean, I I definitely interrupted the most of all three of you. Oh, shut up! We interrupted a lot. <laughs> Everybody did. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm joking, Pat. So, I, uh... I'm not taking it as seriously as I sound. Well, no. I guess we're gonna head out for today, so... Hopefully, uh, our fellow friends didn't forget about us on the other podcast. <laughs> in we our love comments. you! <laughs> yes, we love you. <laughs> yeah. Stick with us, please. Please, yes. yes. We... I have a wife we're, and family. No, I don't. We're sorry that we waited a month for the next one. <laughs> Yeah, we really are. We, we, and, we, we uh, will, we will, we will up our game. We, we're trying here now that we've gotten our yeah. everything, you know, now that worked out. We were yeah. adjusted to what's going on. The situation, all of our situations are. Because I moved, I moved colleges. Matt's 
still in college. I Jacob yeah, I'm, Jacob's I'm been in a different college. I yeah. want to get out. All right. Uh. So. God. I think that's one of our funniest YouTube videos. Oh yeah, that's hilarious. Oh so, yeah, I love it. I mean, I I, I you know it's funny. Like I hated that video at first, but then I, like I rewatched it and I was like, oh my god, this is fucking funny. I think it's the best comic. Anyway, we've been going. This uh, we've been going on. This 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 combines yeah, yeah. forever. So. All right. I've been your Bye, host. Everyone. I've been your host, Sean Reinerts. <laughs> Matt, you go. <laughs> um, Matt, thank you all for watching. My name is Jim Henson. Uh, I'm Tim Curry. This has been some film snobs. Fuck off, y'all. I love you. Oh, Rocky. That's suck my your... worst Tim Curry impression. I'll suck your dick as a favor.